That's no moon. Asteroid from Coruscant Way and World Drive. You're listening to the intersection of Star Wars, Disney Entertainment, and Parks and Resort Fun. I'm your host, Brian, and with me, as always, is my ghost host, Nancy. Hello. Keep your hands, arms, feet, and legs inside the podcast at all times. We are talking about how to do a Disney World vacation on a budget this month. Fun stuff. Yes. Uh, before we go too much further, the Mousetroid is brought to you in part by you, our Tashi Station Network Patreon subscribers. Head over to patreon.com slash Tashi Station to uh, get in at the $1 level and talk about parks and entertainment and other such fun stuff with us on our $1 level Patreon exclusive Slack team. It's a lot of fun. You can ask us questions about Disney World. All the time. Yes. Uh, the Disney and Star Wars things we've been up to. What have we done lately? We were at Magic Kingdom last week. We went to Magic Kingdom last week. We had a rope drop day. I think it was the first time we've actually been there. Well, no, I think the second time we've been there for rope drop. But the first time we've been there since they started their new procedure where they let you inside Magic Kingdom. But they just keep all of the lands roped off. Uh, So most people will go to fantasy land to try to get on the mine train first but we did not we went to frontier land and went on big thunder mountain uh first and then we went immediately on splash mountain and then we went on pirates and we did all of those with basically no line at all and the people mover of course we, we, we then we went across the park we were gonna do buzz but then li- the line got longer as we walked over there. So we went on the people mover and then we had a, uh, we went on the little mermaid cause that was, uh, like a walk on. And then we had a fast pass for haunted mansion and jungle cruise. And then we went home and that was before noon. So we did what? Seven attractions yeah. before noon. So that's why when you're planning a Disney vacation, you'll always hear people tell you that you need to do rope drop And a lot of people don't like to do rope drop, which is understandable because it's very early. But if you are not able to get the coveted fast passes that you want, or you're only there for a few days, um, I definitely think it's worth doing. Uh, You can go back to your hotel or wherever you're staying in the middle of the day and take a nap, which is what we did. And then we went back to Magic Kingdom for the night. Uh, It's... You know, you get to do you get to do a lot in the early hours, and especially when like uh, Galaxy's Edge is going to open up next year or this year, and you know that you uh, you're not going to be able to get fast passes for those rides. So <laughs> that's going to be the way you get on that ride without waiting three hours. Long, mm-hmm. Is to go. It's a rope drop. The other amusing thing about rope drop is Magic Kingdom looks like it's out of one of those old TGIF specials where there's no one there. Yeah. So we got there at like 740 and the park didn't actually open until nine. So we had a long time to wait. We actually probably didn't need to get there that early at all. We probably could have gotten there at like 830 and been fine. But we had never done it before. And getting there early was nice because... There was, we didn't have to wait a long time to park. Like, parking was easy. We parked right up front. So we just walked to the ticket and transportation center. There was hardly anyone on the monorail. And then once we got to the, in the park, it was so empty. So we, like, were taking pictures and there's no one around us, which never happens at Magic Kingdom. So, yes, highly recommend get it going for rope drop. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I really had a good time. Um, and yeah, we went back later in the day after we'd come home to rest for a little bit and 
Did a bunch of other stuff. We watched the fireworks. We did the people mover again. We did Space Mountain that we had our third Fast Pass for. Uh, we probably would have stayed later, but Space Mountain and Maine did no longer get along. So I we went home after that. <laughs> now, they, I, I appreciated this evening because they didn't close the park right when fireworks ended. Right. And that makes it so much easier to get back to the transportation and ticket center. It really does. We were home like within an hour. Which, like, from leaving Magic Kingdom to getting home. Yeah, that's not car to home. That yeah. is Magic Kingdom to the TTC, back to yeah. the car. We got on the first ferry boat, and we got on, like, the first tram that we saw. So it was it was so much nicer. I really, <coughs> I really hate when they do fireworks at, like, 8, and then they park, close the park at 9. I wish they would close the park at 11 every day. Yeah, I, I agree. Um but- it's just so much easier to manage when it when there's at least two hours yeah. between fireworks and park close. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that was our trip. It was. It was fun. Uh, we've got a couple of trips slated there over the next couple of weeks. To Disney? Yeah. Yes. Tonight, uh, we're celebrating Valentine's Day a couple days late by uh, getting dinner at the... Uh, at the Yachtsman. Mm-hmm. We're going to go to Epcot and see Illuminations. Yes. The next week, we're taking some friends uh, to Animal Kingdom so they can have a life-changing experience. On the flight of passage. Correct. <laughs> yeah. So that'll be fun. It will be fun. Ho- yes. Hopefully they enjoy it as much as we've uh, we've put hyped it up to them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's what we've been up to. Yes. So we get into some news? Yes. And we have to start with this, of course. Yes. Uh, the Frozen 2 teaser trailer dropped. Yes. Was not expecting it. It just kind of dropped out of the blue. No, it did. It did. And it was, that was, I want them to do that with episode nine. But of course they, I, people are like, when are they going to release an episode nine trailer? At Celebration. We've, we've been, we've been down this path before. We know what's going to happen. Just stop freaking out about it and just wait for Celebration. That's when it's going to happen. But anyway, Frozen 2 teaser uh, it didn't really tell us much, except that it looks like they're going on some epic quest, which I approve of. Uh, Elsa is trying to get into the ocean by freezing the ocean, which, one, makes me concerned about the ocean life. <laughs> Hopefully she doesn't hurt it, and it's just temporarily freezing. <laughs> but it looks very like much like Elsa and Anna and Kristoff and Sven and Olaf are going on an epic quest, and I approve of this. I, it looks like an adventure, and I can't wait to see it. I know. I wonder, like, sequels always have, like, that stigma of being bad. Uh, so I, I, I'm really looking forward to seeing what the actual story is. And, yeah, I'm excited for it. Yeah, I... I, I'm very much on board after seeing that uh, seeing that teaser. Yeah. Speaking of stuff I'm less excited <laughs> for, uh, there were teasers for the live-action Aladdin and Dumbo movie, uh, which neither of us watched. Uh, no, that's incorrect. Uh, wait, this time you watched it and I didn't? I watched the Aladdin one. How was it? <laughs> uh, as bad as everyone said. Like, the, the visuals look good, uh, obviously. Um there were I don't think there Aladdin and Jasmine had any lines, so it was kind of hard to judge them. Aladdin looks wide-eyed and full of wonder. Jasmine looks very pretty. Uh Jafar looks and sounds terrible. Like he doesn't look scary. He look and his voice is just so boring. He's like, bring me the lamp. It's so boring. And like compared to like I think the actor who the voice actor for Jafar was Jonathan Freeman. Uh, he like Jafar in the movie is just spectacular. Like he's he's just so evil and twisted, and you hate him. Uh, he just see the Jafar in this just seems boring, and I'm like that's disappointing because Jafar can be so much better. Uh, and then there was the genie, which. If you've been on the internet, you've seen pictures and memes of the genie. Michael Scott cringe.gif. <laughs> now, I will say, the demeanor of the genie seems spot on. Like, I think Will Smith will be an excellent genie, like, as in acting-wise. Like, he has that attitude. Um, I think he would will do a good job. 
The look of the genie, on the other hand, is not great. And I wish they had not tried to be so adherent to what the movie was. You know, like, this is the case where the live action stuff, they just are basically translating it, like, from the animated movie. And it doesn't look great in live action form like they they could have done a different sort of character model for him uh, not painted his skin blue and just let him keep his natural skin color and like gave him some sort of genie like costume and it would have been fine <laughs> but the way they did it just does not look great it looks really awkward and it's like it's a bummer because i think like i said i think he'll do a good job like if i closed my eyes and just listened to it i'm like okay yeah that's the genie but i don't looking at it is not great i i don't know there are just so there have just been so many things about the production of this film that have me cringing so much well yeah that too uh i don't know why they got Guy Ritchie of all people to direct this movie. You know what they should have done with this movie? They should have made a Bollywood out of it and yeah. hired a Bollywood director to do it. It would have been amazing. Yeah. Or, you know, any Middle Eastern director that is making movies, which there are plenty of, but, you know, whatever. <sighs> so, yeah. Dumbo, I have no desire to watch that because I don't want to cry. <laughs> Um, so yeah, there was also, uh, the Super Bowl happened and because of the Super Bowl, there was some, uh, teaser trailers. Uh, one of them was for Avengers Endgame, which, uh, people were not expecting. Uh, this was like, no, we, we had, so this was like a second teaser, right? Because we had the first teaser and then we had this one and this was Steve being very, uh, sad mm -hmm. <laughs> the first one was tony being sad this one was steve like being like no man this is not gonna stand we're gonna get get everyone back <laughs> and i was very uh pleased by it yeah i really enjoyed the trailer um i we did we obviously didn't get to see much about it it was mostly about the uh og avengers yes with a little rocket added in for yes. good measure i like the hero shot of them walking across the hangar and then there's rocket <laughs> and then there's rocket <laughs> uh i can't wait to see rocket with them i can't wait i can't wait for the movie period it, yeah it's gonna be really it's gonna be really good i can't wait yeah uh and we got a bunch of captain marvel stuff too yeah i'll let you talk about that uh we got a we got an additional tv spot um for the super bowl I did. <laughs> Please I, leave that in. Do I, not take that out. <laughs> I did accidentally summon you, Siri. Sorry, my uh, my Apple Watch just went off. Sorry about that. What did you even do? I think I I kind of jammed the crown button with my wrist and set oh. uh, set off Siri, so it was listening to me. That's, Oops, that's funny. Uh, but yeah, uh, there was a Captain Marvel spot for the Super Bowl, and there have been several more TV spots since. Um, I think my favorite one so far has been the higher, further, faster commercial. Yeah, yeah I like that. Oh, so excited! I just bought new. I I just bought you and I uh, Captain Marvel T-shirts today. Are we gonna for wear the them? We are gonna wear them. We're gonna to be the matching matching Captain Marvel shirts I for mean, the Captain Marvel premiere. I mean, at least I'm going to wear it to the premiere. You can wear whatever <laughs> you want. Yes, I'm gonna wear it. Excellent. Uh, yes. So that's all coming. Mm -hmm. Um, and. We have a gigantic merchandise launch coming for Star Wars and Frozen 2 coming on the same day. Yeah. Uh, Triple Force Friday and the Frozen 2 launch. Uh, Triple Force Friday, of course, means that uh, they'll be launching merch for Episode 9, uh, the new video game Jedi Fallen Order. Um, and the Mandalorian. Yes, and the Mandalorian. Yeah. Uh, so there's, there's going to be a lot of toys and merch available for that. And, of course, Frozen 2 merch. Yeah. That's a, that's a lot of merchandise at the same time. Uh, the good thing is we won't have to do Force Friday during Dragon Con again. Uh, the bad news is it's going to be during New York Comic Con. Oh, great. <laughs> so sorry to some of our Tashi Station folks who work New York Comic Con. Yeah. <laughs> sorry about that. Uh, although the Batu novel is coming out the day after Dragon Con. That so. is uh, Delilah Dawson's Black Spire. 
Yeah. Which I am very excited for. Yeah. So if we get review copies before beforehand, we'll be able to write a review, but I doubt that will happen. So we'll be stuck scrambling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, hey, let's jump over to some Disney parks and resort news. And we yes. start with uh, the Disney Skyliner has begun testing its guest cabins. And this is a mode of transportation that Nancy wants no part of. Nope. And why don't you want any part of that? Uh, because it's in the sky <laughs> and it's in a little tiny glass box. You will only do the Epcot monorail under duress. I mean, I'll do the monorail, period. I don't like the monorail. It's... It's in. It's enclosed. It's it, high up in the air, and it frequently breaks if, down. If it stops and you have to evac, you have to crawl out the top, and I don't like it. I don't like it. Like Not that's my worst nightmare is getting stuck on the monorail for like an hour. Did we at least get confirmation that the cabins for the Skyliner are at least climate controlled? I believe so. Okay. Yes. Because I can't imagine being stuck on there in an open air. Well, not even in open air, but just in a little glass box where there's no sort of air circulation. Yeah, that like, would not be great. If you stopped, like, you would die. <laughs> it would be like a greenhouse. Yeah, not not, not too great. No. Um, so, yes. Skyliner. It's mm -hmm. almost there. I think that's launching a little later this year. Yeah. Uh, in bummer news, Tower of Terror over at Hollywood Studios will be running at reduced capacity most of the year due to refurbishments. Refurbishments for what? So they're apparently doing work on both sides of the ride. Mm -hmm. So they're taking one side down at a time to do but, mechanical but refurbishment. But what are they doing? I think mostly just repairs. Oh, so they're not repairs like changing and, the ride. No, okay. repairs and maintenance. Okay, I was concerned. So it... If you're coming out to studios, know that it's going to be harder than usual to get a uh, Tower of Terror Fast Pass or to even get on Tower of Terror. Bummer. Which is great for studios. Yeah. I mean, they, they're they really bustling over there with all the rides they've Let's got. Let's see. So what do we got now? We've got two toy... We've got three Toy Story rides, uh -huh. Star Tours, um, Tower of Terror, Tower of, uh, Rock and Roller Coaster, and Half of Tower of Terror. Yeah. I think I think that's all of the rides. That that park is has been quite sad. Uh-huh. It's it really needs Galaxy's Edge to open up. It really does. Such a bummer. But uh, <laughs> in better news, uh, Flower Garden Festival has a full food lineup now. Ooh, I have not looked at the well, the food menus. Well, that... let us take a look. Okay. Uh, let's see. The Arbor at the Gardener's Terrace, fried green tomatoes, smoked salmon stack, mixed berry buttermilk cake. Ooh, the smoked salmon stack I could go for. Okay. Flavorful Kitchen, hosted by Advent Health. Uh, citrus poached salmon with ancient grain salad. I don't know if I want an ancient salad. <laughs> uh, Mickey tart peanut butter mousse with strawberry jam and boba pearl rolls. Okay. Uh, Bowern Market, Farmer's Market, I'm assuming this is Germany, uh, potato pancakes with house-made applesauce, potato pancake with caramelized ham, onions, and sour cream, Ooh. toasted pretzel bread topped with black forest ham and melted Gruyere cheese. Ooh, that's definitely high on my list to try. Warm cheese strudel with mixed berries. Mm. The citrus blossom. Lobster tail with Meyer lemon emulsion and grilled lemon. Tuna tataki with spicy yuzu glaze, mango, avocado, and papadam crisp. Crispy citrus chicken with orange aioli and baby greens. Citrus shortcake, orange chiffon cake, lemon curd, mandarins, whipped cream, citrus crumble. Uh, orange cream slushy and a souvenir orange bird sipper cup. Aww. Ooh, that uh, sounds good. Fleur de lis, France. Uh, chilled cucumber suit. No. Goat cheese tart with caramelized onions. No. Braised duck confit with tomatoes and olives on polenta. I'll try that one. No. Large chocolate macaron lollipop. And here is what I want. La Vie en Rose, frozen slushy, gray goose vodka, orange, St. Germain liqueur, white and red cranberry juice. Yes, please. Please deposit that in my mouth. 
Uh, Florida Fresh, carne gusada with black bean cake and cilantro lime sour cream, spicy blackened shrimp and cheddar cheese grits, key lime tart with toasted meringue. Uh, let's see. Uh, Japan, uh, frushi. Fresh pineapple, strawberry, and melon <laughs> rolled with coconut rice. Hmm. Chilled soba noodle salad with pan-seared tuna and wasabi dressing. Uh, let's see. And a Japanese-styled fried chicken served on a bed oh. of shredded cabbage. That actually sounds kind of good. Eh, yeah. I'd give that a shot. Uh, Jardin de Fiestas. Over at the Mexico, Mexico Pavilion. Uh, blue corn masa topped with black bean spread, ground chorizo, queso fresco, and Mexican cream. Braised beef served on a crispy sourdough roll with queso, I don't know how to say that word, uh, avocado, pickled onions, and jalapenos in a spicy habanero sauce. So it seems like something you would like. Uh, yeah, yeah, I could definitely go for and that one. And delicious. Um, and let's see, uh, la, uh, the Caribbean section, Jamaican braised beef with pigeon pea rice and micro cilantro. I might like that. Yeah, that's, that uh, one sounds pretty good. Sugar cane shrimp skewer with steamed rice and coconut lime sauce. Tropical mousse cake. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, Chinese uh, Lotus House. Szechuan spicy red braised beef shank over rice. That I will try. If it wasn't spicy, I would have it. House made crab and cheese wontons, vegetable spring rolls. Uh, Canada, Northern Bloom. Ooh. Seared scallops with French green beans, buttered potatoes, brown butter vinaigrette, and applewood smoked bacon. That's a yes for you, correct? Uh, I I don't know about the beans and the vinaigrette, but the scallops, yes. Beef tenderloin tips, mushroom bordelais sauce, whipped potatoes, and garden vegetables. That's a that, yes. Yes. Garden maple pound ca- griddled maple pound cake with warm peach compote and sweet corn gelato? No. Oh, they had the maple popcorn shake, Brian. That was a very strange shake. <laughs> uh, pineapple promenade. Spicy hot dog with pineapple chutney and plantain chips. Can I just have the plantain chips? Pineapple soft serve. Uh, let's see. Uh, Primavera Kitchen. Italy. Pizza Toscana. Rustic Italian flatbread with sweet sausage, caramelized onion, mozzarella, asiago, and Parmesan cheese. I could go for that. Uh, fried green tomatoes, mozzarella cheese, and balsamic reduction. Tri-colored cheese tortellini, sage butter, and chicken volute. Uh, ricotta cheese fritters, powdered sugar, raspberry sauce, and ha- chocolate hazelnut drizzle. I don't like any of those. Oh, that's a bummer. What the? Why did I just have freaking pasta? Ugh. Um, taste of Marrakesh. Harissa chicken kebab with dried fruit couscous salad, fried cauliflower with capers, garlic, parsley, and chili ranch sauce, and walnut honey baklava. The Smokehouse, barbecues and brews. Pulled pig slider with coleslaw, shredded beef brisket with smoked potato, chorizo fondue, and green tomato relish. Beef brisket burnt ends and smoked pork belly slider with garlic sausage, chorizo, Cheddar fondue and house-made pickle. I will definitely be having that one. Warm chocolate cake with bourbon salted caramel sauce and spiced pecans. Can I have the chocolate part? Yes. That's, okay. The Honey Bistro, hosted by the National Honey Board. <laughs> uh, this is all stuff I don't want. <laughs> Let's skip over that. Okay. Trowel and Trellis, hosted by Impossible Foods. Uh, Grilled street corn on the cob with savory garlic spread. I'd love to try that. Mm. Farmhouse meatball with lentil bread, spinach marinated vegetables and creamy herb dressing, and a chocolate pudding. What's chocolate pudding terrarium? What? What, what does that even mean? I, I have no idea. Uh, okay. Um, and then just the random snacks flew throughout the park. Uh, so there's some interesting things in that lineup there yeah. that I would definitely Just like to try. Just give me slush. Uh, uh, you and your slush. Yeah. Uh, and finally, we have got a concert lineup for this same event. Oh, okay. I haven't looked at that either. Let's take... Shall we go through? Let's take a look. Are there any highlights here? Uh, Journey, former lead vocalist Steve Augeri. <laughs> Not it's, Steve Perry. Nope. But he he sounded just like him, Steve Ogieri. So, uh, Glass Tiger, 
Oh, don't forget me when I'm gone. Okay. Wait, that's a cover band, right? I don't know, Brian. <laughs> Wait, the performer lineup is now complete with the addition of Peebo Bryson. What's wrong with Peebo Bryson? Just, that's awesome. Okay. Uh, John Anderson of Yes, Tony Orlando, Simple Plan, Ambrosia, Magic Giant, Air Supply. Air Supply. Berlin featuring Terry Nunn. <gasps> Take my breath away. Uh, the Smithereens. Rick, Rick Springfield. <gasps> Brian, the next one. Christopher Cross. You want to go gotta see go Christopher get, Cross? I, I got to go see Christopher Cross and get my yacht rock Sailing. on. Take me away. I'm going to sneeze. You go. Let's see. <laughs> Bless you. Uh, the Spinners, Dennis DeYoung, the original member of the group Sticks. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Michael Montgomery, Sister Sledge, Night Ranger, Sister Hazel, Stephen Curtis Chapman, Toby Mac, Lone Star. No. Lone Star. Uh, the orchestra starring former members of ELO. <laughs> oh, my God. Herman's Hermits, uh, Don Felder. Uh, formerly of the Eagles, mm-hmm. uh, Flock of Seagulls. Flock of Seagulls? Oh, I want to go see them. I, I got to go see Flock of Seagulls. Yeah. Uh, Marshall Tucker, uh, Peebo Bry- or Marshall Tucker Band, Peebo Bryson, Richard Marks. <gasps> Richard Marks? Oh. Are they going to sing the animated hit from that Fox studio? What? What one? The love song from Anastasia. Oh, yes. Well, he- that was a duet. Right. Uh, Starship featuring Mickey Thomas, Colin Hay of Men at Work, mm-hmm. uh, War, The Guess Who, John Cicada, Blood, Sweat, and Tears, and Eddie Palmieri. Mm. That's actually kind of a decent lineup for Flower and Garden. Yeah. A Pretty lot good. of formerly of people. <laughs> Whole bunch of formerly of there. <laughs> Whole bunch of formerly of. Yeah. Uh, okay. Time to get into our discussion topic. So. Yes. We wanted to talk about how to do a Walt Disney World vacation within a budget and roughly for the same price that you might spend going to like a convention like uh, San Diego Comic Con, Dragon Con, New York Comic Con or something like that. Um, There... It's easy to assume it's easy to assume and especially if you just start pricing things out from Disney's website that a Disney World vacation is just cost prohibitive. Yeah. If you go with uh if you go with the options that Disney pushes, yes, it's cost prohibitive. Mm-hmm. But there are there are many ways to make it a an affordable vacation. Yes. So the main expense of Disney is the tickets and mm-hmm. will always be the tickets. Very rarely can you get discounted Disney tickets unless you are a Florida resident. If you are a Florida resident, uh, they are currently running the Discover Disney promotion where you can get a three-day ticket for $175 and a four-day ticket for, I think, $195. So... You can basically visit all four parks for $50 a day, which is a very, like, half what you would pay normally. Mm -hmm. So if you are a Florida resident, uh, now is the time to go to Disney. Uh, You can get that and use it anytime uh, from now until the end of June. Um, That's pretty much the biggest discount you'll find on Disney tickets. Uh, So uh, if you are you know, not a local to Orlando and you just happen to live in Florida, you know, you can make a trip at this time of year. Um, other discounts they have, if you are a military, um, they do have offer military discounts. Um, so check those, those tickets. Um, the biggest way you're going to get a discount on tickets is the more you, the more time you spend at Disney, the cheaper the tickets are. And how that works is you get like your base magic your way ticket, which is like a hundred dollars per day. Um, and each day you add on, it gets cheaper to add on because they want you to stay at Disney. So they're like, for just twenty dollars more, you can add another day onto your park. Why would you not do that? <laughs> so yeah, Disney tickets are going to be the the most the biggest expense and like the most non-negotiable <laughs> you have to pay to get in. Yeah. But there are lots of things you can do at Disney without actually going into the park. So you can spend like a week at Disney 
and still, you know, just maybe do a park a day. Uh, and then you can spend one day at like Disney Springs. You can spend one day going to all the different hotels and resorts because they're very pretty and there's a lot of things you can do there. Uh, we discovered Fort Wilderness recently, what's really nice to hang out at. And also, you uh, can do the Chippendales campfire sing-along. That's absolutely free. So there's a lot of free things you can do at Disney. And they, they do run some things throughout the year where you can get some discounts. Like uh, they're currently running a four-park magic value ticket, which is four-day pass. Mm-hmm. Uh, no park hopper, uh, $340 a person. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say you probably don't need a park hopper, especially if you're only doing a three- or four-day stay. Yeah. Um, the park hopper, the park hopper is nice if you're out for a week and then when, once you've exhausted everything at each individual place, then you can just bounce back and forth between parks and hit, right. rehitting things you liked. But on a four, on a three or four day stay, uh, I, a park hopper is not necessary. Right. So that is a way you can say an, a park hopper is how you can bounce between the gates. Um, but if you're only here for a long weekend, uh, I would forego it. Right. And plus, like, the traveling between parks takes up time that you could be using at the parks. Mm -hmm. So, like, you know, if you're trying to maximize your time, you might say, oh, well, I can, you know, rope drop this park and then park close this park. But you waste time traveling and going through back check and all that. So uh, I figured. (laughs) Okay. Thank you, Siri. (laughs) Oh, geez. Um, But also... It allows you to do things like, okay, say you're going to dedicate one day to this park. You can really focus on finishing everything you can at that park. And like if you're doing Epcot, you know you're not going to have to stay super late because the park closes at 9, Illuminations is done at 9.30. You can be back to your hotel by like 10, 10.30 and get a relatively early start or get, get, get to bed relatively early for the next day yeah so if you forego the park hopper that saves you somewhere from 15 to 20 dollars per person per day yeah but you will want to look and see um the park hours Mm -hmm. to try to maximize your time at all the parks yeah uh so yes uh keep an eye out for some special ticket offers that are available to all guests and forego the park hopper option um but that brings us to the second uh second thing that you're going to spend money on, and that's going to be airfare. Mm-hmm. We're kind of lucky having Disney World in Orlando because uh, Disney kind of has a thing where they suppress airline f- prices <laughs> to fly in here. Well, also, it's like a huge tourist destination, so there's ton- there's always flights coming to Orlando. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like just supply-demand, there's always going to be flights here that are relatively cheap. So, um, you know, always keep an eye out for deals. Uh, Like all of the major airlines fly here and especially the cheaper airlines like Southwest and JetBlue. Mm -hmm. Um, So you can get good deals on airfare. And And this isn't necessarily a Disney World specific thing, but just a general travel thing. (laughs) Wait to book your airfare until about six to eight weeks before you fly. And that six to eight week window prior to when your trip is, that is when there's the most uncertainty for airlines as to whether or not they're going to fill their planes. So they tend to drop prices Yeah. Uh, on what the airfare is going to be. Right. Another thing is if you are, if you live close enough where you can drive, um, price it out and see if it is worthwhile. Um, the Disney hotels all just started charging for parking. So if you save, if if you're only a few people that are coming, you might think, oh, we can save money by driving. But if you add on the parking charges and all of that, um, it might not be cheaper to drive. But if you are coming here and staying off site, which is what we're going to talk about next, it might be cheaper to drive here. Uh, when Walt Disney was picking the site for Disney World, he very specifically picked the place where the Florida tur- Florida's Turnpike and I-4 intersected <laughs> so all people could get here easily. Mm-hmm. So, But yeah, like you said, that brings us nicely to the third thing to talk about, and that is lodging. Mm-hmm. Um, 
if you go to the website and try and pri- price out lodging, uh-huh. Disney's going to push to you their expensive resorts. Yes. Um, and... There are people who come to Disney and they want to stay on property. They want to be in the Disney bubble. And that is completely understandable because you do get perks from staying on site. You get the the free magic bands. You get extra magic hours. A larger fast pass booking window. Yeah. So it's that's understandable. However, you don't have to stay at, say, the Polynesian or the Grand Floridian to get those benefits. No. So the cheapest options are going to be their value resorts, which is uh, Pop Century, Pop um, Century All-Star. Ar- all the R- All-Star resorts and Art of Animation. Mm-hmm. That, I think, runs, uh, depending on time of year, anywhere from $70 to $110 a night. Yeah, I think they're more like in the 100 range, but you can you can get discounts on hotel rooms. They don't do discounts on tickets, but they do do discounts on hotels. Mm-hmm. So, And they also, one of the things they do is free dining. Yes. They will, they will, they will do free dining if you book certain hotels. Um, so keep an eye out for that. Um, you can probably Google Disney free dining and find out when they usually release those. Um, I think it's like September they do it a lot, um, but mainly because they're trying to fill the resorts. Mm-hmm. So they're like, here, free dining plan, come book this hotel. And depend, you know, the dining plan can be can make it worthwhile because yeah. you're spending a lot of money on food. Mm-hmm. Now, if you want to stay on property that's got that has nicer accommodations than uh, the value resorts, but um, won't blow the bank mm-hmm. like uh, the Poly or anything on the monorail loop or like Yacht Club or Beach Club, uh, there is the Swan and Dolphin Resort. Yeah, it is a non-Disney hotel, but on Disney property and still gets the same perks. Right. So of being a Disney hotel. Yeah. So so the hotels have different levels. There's deluxe, moderate, and value. So the values are the ones we mentioned before. Those are the cheapest. The deluxe hotels are all the hotels on the Magic Kingdom monorail loop, all the hotels on the Epcot Boardwalk Resort area. Um, And then I think a few other, I think there might be others, but I'm not sure. Um, The Swan and Dolphin are basically deluxe hotels for moderate prices so if you're if you're gonna stay there and you want to splurge um look for the swan and dolphin and see how those are and then there's more the moderate hotels are you know more expensive but they're a nice in between level yeah um another option is if you really want to if you really want to save money and this is where you can save the most money on your vacation out here mm-hmm. oh well, i was gonna say something first oh sorry so you can rent dvc points disney vacation club is basically the disney timeshare program and they have uh dvc accommodations at most of the hotels the like the uh the deluxe hotels they also have special dvc only resorts like saratoga springs is a dvc only resort you can rent points from people who are not going to be using their points and it's usually a lot cheaper so you can end up spending staying at say bay lake towers which is the uh, dvc accommodations at the contemporary hotel for like 200 dollars a night so if you want to get adventurous and look into doing that it is a possibility and again it's something google dvc points there are websites devoted to helping people run out their points mm-hmm. because if they don't use their points they lose them they lose them so yeah that that is a good way to stay at the nicer hotels but if you want to save money on your vacation this is where you're going to save the most money and make and turn this from a vacation that uh, might not might be cost prohibitive to something that's affordable stay off property stay off property um there are hotels everywhere in orlando (laughs) you will not have a problem finding a hotel within 10 minutes of property um there are hotels all along uh 192 which is probably the closest touristy area to disney um you know some nicer than others 
but there are, you know, there's like a, there's a Ramada, there's, you know, all the chain hotels are there. Um, there's also a bunch of hotels on International Drive, which is a bit further away, but a lot of the hotels have Disney shuttles or, um... Disney shuttles that are included with your room fare. Right. So that's where you save on the transportation, is you take a hotel shuttle to Disney. Exactly. Or you can Uber or Lyft, um, and then you don't have to worry about parking costs as well. Mm -hmm. Um, so... Staying off site is a, where you can really make a save a lot of money. Um, like I said, with the DVC timeshares, there are timeshares all over Orlando as well, and you can you don't have to buy there. You can you know, you can rent there, and like there are some places where you can get like a two bedroom, uh, like timeshare that's like sixteen hundred square feet. For like five hundred dollars mm-hmm. <laughs> for a week, you know, it's re- so there are sites that are dedicated to like, you know, they have these spaces and they want people to get them, so they're going to offer them for de- deep discounts. So definitely try those. Um, it's like worth you, it. You could by staying off property, you can cut half to seventy five percent of your lodging cost off. And if you have a big group, group, um, look. For renting a house, um, there are lots of vacation homes for rent in the Orlando area, especially in the what it's called Highway 192, I mean, which is the closest. Well, place. there's a dozen vacation rentals just in our neighborhood. Right, we live about twenty to thirty minutes from Disney, depending on which park you're going to, and there's vacation homes for rent all over, and they can be anywhere from like what. A hundred dollars a night to like a couple hundred dollars a night. Yeah, a couple hundred dollars a night. But if you're traveling with a group of five or six friends, yeah, and you're splitting the cost amongst yourself, then it gets really cheap. Right. If you run a if you run a four bedroom house, you can sleep eight people at least um, for really cheap. So just like when you go to conventions and you divvy up the cost of your hotel room, you do the same thing here. And it makes it a lot more affordable. Um, you mentioned the transportation to the park. Mm-hmm. Uh, some some hotels have free shuttles. Yeah. Some hotels also have free breakfast. Correct. So look for those two benefits, uh, and that could help save you a lot of money, especially when they're like the Continental Buffet breakfast, because then you can bring a baggie with you put like a bagel and a piece of fruit in there and then you've got snacks for the park because and here's the other saving tip disney does not care what you bring inside the park you would you'd be surprised by how many people are shocked when you tell them disney doesn't care if you bring food nope universal orlando does they do not let you inside with anything more than like a water bottle and like snack size stuff so like a snack size bag of chips but people go to Disney and legit bring three picnic meals worth lunches of. for everyone. Like, so it says on the rules that you're not supposed to bring hard-sided coolers. How many people have we seen with hard-sided coolers just rolling them around the park? Now, I wouldn't recommend trying to do that, but you can definitely get away with like a soft-sided backpack cooler. And just pack food for everyone in your party. Yeah. And they have those. <laughs> they also have lockers that you can rent if you don't want to carry them around the park. Um, but yeah, they do not care. Like, we go to the parks all the time and we bring peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. We bring other s- kinds of snacks. Your mom, whenever they come here, she packs, what, <laughs> it, most of their meals? Mm-hmm. <laughs> So yeah, it's um, definitely something you can do to to save costs, um, just like you would at a convention. Yeah, bring like snacks. there there are grocery stores everywhere. Keep food in your hotel. Mm-hmm. Prep some food before you come out to the park, and there's easily uh, thirty to fifty dollars of savings per person per right. day. And if you you know want to splurge and not bring every meal with you, um, just like add 
you know, any sort of vacation, Disney has different prices for their food. So they have quick service restaurants and table service restaurants. Obviously, the quick service restaurants are going to be less expensive. So those are where you go up and you just go to the counter and you get your food and you find a seat and you sit down and you get, you know, the standard burgers, pizza, all that. But there are some really decent quick service meals now where it's not just the really gross uh, burger that or hot dog that you think of. Um, Sunshine Seasons is one of the quick service places in That's Epcot. That's over at uh, Future World in Epcot. Yeah, and they have all different kinds of food. They have different stations. So you can get like, you know, a rice bowl or they have like really good rotisserie chicken that is like a half chicken so you and i can share that <laughs> that's how big that is. and one of my favorites now is a satouli canteen over at uh, animal kingdom yeah which is rice and protein bowls and are really really good mm-hmm. uh also animal kingdom is the flame tree barbecue also delicious people really yeah. like that um hollywood studios is where the quick service is really lacking and i'm hoping that galaxy's edge helps that but like magic kingdom like you can uh columbia harbor house has a lot of good options like um even cosmic rays like it has the standard fare but like i said that rotisserie chicken with mashed potatoes is like a really decent meal and don't don't restrain yourself to just the theme parks um because the hotels also all have quick service places and disney springs has a ton of good food options um a lot of them are like more sit-down places but there's a lot of good quick service restaurants like uh, Deluxe Burger and Blaze Pizza. Um, uh, Blaze is amazing. Like, get a personal pan pizza for, what, eight bucks? Yeah, yeah. And it's a good size, too. Like, I could eat half of it and save the rest for later. So, um, you know, if you are planning a vacation, um, check what is available around your hotel because eating off property is is again cheaper cheaper um also you can look on the disney app and it'll show you like the relative prices so if you want to you know splurge and eat one meal out you can pick like a eight more a cheaper option yeah so i mean we're, we're not saying uh, we're not saying a disney world vacation is cheap because it's definitely it's, not it's, it's a not. vacation all vacations are expensive yeah and but um you can do a disney world vacation for about the same price that you'd spend on going to a convention yeah and, and especially we've, we've priced it out and it's what you what you can do with a with a vacation out here we've spent roughly the same going to like dragon con yeah and like it's the same it's what you prioritize to spend money on if you're if you're gonna know you're gonna want to go to disney and buy a lot of souvenirs um you know plan your vacation around that and maybe put it a little further out so you can save more money um it's the same thing as going to celebration you know it's we're gonna get all of the uh, merchandise that you can buy at Celebration and, you know, you're going to want to buy it all, but you can't buy it all. <laughs> so uh, just like Disney, you know, yeah, it would be great to do all of the things at Disney, eat at Cinderella's Royal Table and be our guest and all of the fancy places, but you can have just as good of a time with for at the less expensive restaurants staying off site. Um, and especially if you want to, if you get a big group of people to go, I mean, that's just fun in general, <laughs> you know, um, or if you are doing a family trip, I mean, that's, it's kind of cliche, the family reunion trip at Disney, <laughs> but <laughs> they happen and you go and you run a, you run a house, you can save a lot. And plus, if you rent a house, most of the rental houses have pools, uh, which will save a day of park admission because you can just sit in the pool all day and just chill. Because why don't you want to? Because you will want to do that after going to the park for a few days. Yeah. Um, so there are there are great ways to make a Disney World vacation something that is a lot more financially feasible. Yeah. Um, like when I was growing up, we we stayed off property, 
mm-hmm. we didn't get park hopper passes um and we brought food in uh yeah. and it was it was a way to make something that was otherwise inaccessible financially accessible yep there's a lot of ways to do it a lot of strategies to go about it um yeah ab, ab, hit up google if you need ideas hit us up yeah uh we've we're we're well versed in how to save money on these trips. Yes, and one of the um boards I go to a lot for news and information is the Dis boards. They have a budget board. Uh so you can go there and get tips for saving money at the parks. Yeah. So, also saving money in general. Mm-hmm. So you can then the money that you save put towards your Disney vacation. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. Yep. All right, we're going to go ahead and wrap up there. Uh, no questions this week. Uh, if you ever have questions, though, just hit us up on Twitter and send them, send them our way, and we'll answer them on a future show. Mm-hmm. Uh, this episode of The Mouse Droid has been brought to you in part by you, our Patreon subscribers, um, patreon.com slash Tashi Station. Uh, get in at the $1 level, and you can get an access to our Patreon-exclusive Slack team where you can ask us questions about uh, how to save money and how to budget for yes. a Disney trip. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter with the handle Mousedroid Show. That's the official show account for this show. Uh, Nancy is Nancy Pants. That's Nancy with an I. I'm Lane Winry, L-A-N-E-W-I-N-R-E-E. Uh, our network is at Tashi Station. Uh, the Mousedroid is part of the Tashi Station podcast network. Uh, you can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and Spotify. If you like what you hear, leave a review. Thanks for listening to another episode. We will catch you all next month. So long. Bye. Mousedroid is a Tashi Station Network production. For more information and to hear more of our great shows, visit Tashi-Station.net.